uh, based on peer-reviewed science that tells us that we are connected, not separate. We're deeply connected to ourselves, to one another, to the earth, to the future, to the past. And nature is based upon this model of cooperation, not competition. So if we can begin to embrace these fundamental principles that are honest and truthful and factual, if we can base the decisions that we make on these principles, then we can let the old ideas that are no longer working, let them go, rather than trying to force those old ideas, those old solutions into a world today where they no longer fit. It is, it's a proverbial square peg in a round hole. It simply is not, it's not working. And, and we're seeing this in our social structures. We're seeing it in the economies. You, you're in the UK. You just went through Brexit. That is precisely <laughs> what we're talking. It's a perfect example. It was an old way of thinking uh, that is not working in the shifting economy of the world. So uh, in the United States, we're going through similar changes. The way we deal with healthcare and our medical models, the, the, the way that we're dealing with social issues, the old ideas simply are no longer working. And, and one of the reasons they're not working is because it's the first time, Duncan, we have lived in a truly globalized world. Everything is global. Uh, the idea of, of borders, while they still exist in some respects, in many respects, borders no longer exist. We, we live in a, a world of global economies global communication, global data sharing, global security, global sharing of, of, of vital resources, uh, and global thinking. And the internet is a big part of that. So uh, I think it's, it's good news. It's just different. It's just very, very different. Mm -hmm. So for me, we're at this, the, this sweet spot. It's what I call the sweet spot in the evolution of consciousness and the evolution of civilization. Because the, the really good news is that we already have, right now, we have all the solutions to all the big problems in the world, technologically. Where we are now, before we begin implementing them all over the world, in our everyday lives, we've got to find the, the moral compass. What's important to us? What is the value of human life? Uh, what is the value of human creativity? And do we put those things at risk in, uh, in exchange for a safe and, and a vital world. These are the kinds of, of decisions that we're making now. If you ever read the book 1984? George um, Orwell. George Orwell. And, uh, you know, there was, and there was a, uh, a couple of other books that came out right around the same time. And it was interesting because they all talked about a future where everything was perfect, but they went about getting to that perfection in different ways. In some ways, they honored the things that we value and the principles of life. And then other, other books, they, uh, they engineered those away. So there were some of those books where they talked about taking a shot every day to eliminate human emotion. And if you don't have any emotion, there's no conflict, there's no jealousy, there's no war. It's a perfectly blissful life at the cost of our creativity, of our uniqueness, of the very things that we cherish as humans. I don't think we want to go that route. So we're choosing right now, what is it that's important to us? What do we value about human life? And for me, this all comes back to this blend of science and spirituality. So when, when I talk about spirituality, I want to be very clear. Spirituality existed long before religions ever came around. Spirituality is about us and our relationships to our own bodies, to one another, to the earth, to a, a greater power, to the cosmos. And religions came along later, and they wrapped rules and dogma 
around those fundamental spiritual principles. And, and the religions help people to feel separate from themselves, separate from one another and God. And they asked us to judge. Many of the religions asked us to view the world through the lens of judgment and, uh, and better than and uh, greater than. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. So that's why my work in, in the introduction, you mentioned since 1986, um, what you didn't mention is that I come from a corporate environment. Uh, as a degree geologist, uh, I worked in the 1970s. I worked in the first energy crisis that we had in, in our country. In the 1980s, I worked in the defense industry in, in the Cold War. 1991, I was the first technical operations manager for Cisco Systems, developing the network that we're, that we're using right now. So I learned a lot from those, those corporations. And part of, of what I learned is that we are at this, this place, this very delicate place in this generation where we have the abilities at our fingertips to pretty much do and engineer whatever we want. And the question is, because we can, does that mean that we should? Because, because we can tweak the DNA of, uh, of a living being in the womb of his or her mother before they're born, does that mean that we should to optimize the way they come out? We can. Should we do it? Uh, because we can. Uh, uh, spy on every iota of conversation between every device every, anywhere on the face of the earth. We can. Does it mean we should? These are the big questions that are up for us right now. So to answer those, it all comes back to the fundamental question, who am I and who are we? And once we answer those questions clearly, then I think the answer to these big questions become very obvious. Once the facts are clear, I think our choices become obvious.